Welcome to the experience. Sharing insights into the future of customer and employee experiences with Avaya. Welcome back to the experience presented by Avaya, where we share insights into the future of customer and employee experiences. I'm your host, Steve Forkham, and today we're joined by Avaya CMO and former Gartner analyst Simon Harrison and one of the key thought leaders from Constellation Research, Liz Miller. They're here today to talk about how delivering effortless experiences for customers and the employees that serve them is now more important than ever. Listen as they discuss the experience economy, next-gen CX and EX, and what the future of experiences means. Now, this episode is a little different, with Simon and Liz sharing a conversation during a recent event. I hope you enjoy it. And welcome. My name is Simon Harrison. I'm the CMO of Avaya, and I'm really excited to introduce my uh, friend and colleague on the call here, Liz Miller from Constellation Research. She's done some wonderful things. Talks a lot about CX and EX and next generation uh, CX and EX, and in terms of CMOs in particular, looking for that marketing lens, has lots of great things to share. Hi everyone, Liz Miller from Constellation Research. The world of customer experience has changed so much. And I think the biggest change is in our attitude. It's where we as organizations aspire to be. And quite simply, we aspire to be closer to our customers, right? Mm -hmm. And whether that's an internal customer, i.e. your employee or your external customer, we actually want to be closer to them because there's been this realization, and I think it was accelerated by the pandemic, that we understand that they are the ones managing their experiences. And I think that's been the big change in this big world we like to call customer experience, right? We kind of started in this, let's just call it misguided for just a second, belief that we as executives could kind of come up with these really lovely paths that could be automated. And we took these moments of engagement and we strung them together and we said, aha, I found a journey. I've found an experience. And we expected are kind of very dutiful and obedient customers to fall in line with these various different experiences that we envisioned. We set up listening posts, we set up all of these ways to capture the data. But I think in those early years, and Simon, you watched this too. Not only did you live it, but you got to observe it. I think what we did was we were just trying to confirm that the experiences that we envisioned everyone taking were right. We were trying to prove ourselves right to a lot of that. But I think what the pandemic really taught us is that our customers are very willing to walk with their wallets unless we actually are there to respond and to react in the way they want to be seen, they want to be treated. And I think you said it exactly. We want that frictionless experience, but they want to spend all the time they want to spend on what they want to do. Darn them. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The empowerment of the the user. It's, it's it's so essential to think about the importance of them being able to exercise their conscious biases, right? They need to be able to say, This is what I want to do and how I want to do it and, and not not to be constrained by what as you've said, the, the vendor, the company thinks good looks like, because that's not it. 
And I'm going to give you a ton of insight. I'm going to help you understand what really powers my ambition here and what it is I'm trying to do and how I'm trying to solve it. So you can then empower me, right? And you look at, you look at the uh, technology from the likes of, I'm going to mention a brand, Amazon and the way they use their home devices and the, you know, the whole ecosystem that's been built around the fact that I can just sit here and wait for this device to tell me that there's a half price item in my shopping list. And if I want to, if I want to, if I want to grab that thing by tomorrow, I just say yes please that is a really great example of how we want to be enjoying you know access to getting things done and, and buying things and doing things in this new experience economy that frankly a lot of businesses are kind of missing the point on they're not quite understanding okay. the potential totally. opportunity right experiences being able to just have someone say hey you know what this is on sale did you want it yes mm. i do want yeah. it and i do want mm. it on sale so, the, you know, the, the definition of delight isn't what we think is delightful for the customer. It really yeah. is that moment where the customer gets what they truly need. And it's interesting because, yeah. you know, many moons ago in my past life, I did some consumer research. And it was really interesting because we asked the very simple question of, hey, what's value? But like, what is what is value for you? And consumers unanimously said it was almost an even split across the top three. It was, I want something that saves me time. I want something that saves me money and I want mm. something that unexpectedly gave me something back in my life. Oh, and by the way, it's yes. usually time and money. And you know what? Our employees are the same way. Our teams want to work differently. They want to be able to do things where and how and in a natural manner, just like you and I are doing right now. Talk yes. to each other as people, work with each other as people, but through technology. And I think that's a really different mindset. And I think it's what's changing, quite frankly, the attitude and the strategy of the modern C-suite. Like, let's take the CMO just as an example. You and I can talk about the, the role all day long, right? Because you're in it. You're knee deep in it right now. But the job has changed so much. And Absolutely. I would argue that today's CMO is truly the growth driver for the organization, right? They have been mandated across the board. You are driving growth. These are not stewards of the story anymore. You know, we're not the PowerPoint team. We're not just there to kind of come up with the branding. We're really there to drive growth. And that's either going to come from continuing that profit line up or we're going to find all of those efficiencies and effectiveness so that our engagements that string together to form a customer's experience yeah. really yeah. come together in the most effective and efficient way. And Absolutely. that's going to come in two ways. We're either engaging with the market more effectively or our employees are empowered to engage more effectively. I think yeah. those are the ways that CMOs are really thinking today. Yeah, exactly. I love everything you're saying there because you're right. If we're not getting to the people, not reaching the people that can realize the benefits of that and actually influence a positive change in their lives. And so being able to create help centers very fast you know, support lines, all kinds of creative writing that demonstrated thought leadership that said, we're in this with you to help you understand how to, to take the technology and make it work much harder for you. But I can honestly say, as a CMO, the one thing that really hit home for me was how important it is to get out of your team's way, to empower, just to make sure that team is yep. given the chance to show you what they're capable of. Absolutely. And I and I think that it, it has been a change that was kind of slowly happening and then it just 
shot up like a rocket, right? Because it just, I mean, and, and here's the interesting thing. It's not slowing down, right? I think after a pandemic, everyone was thinking like, oh, we can all go take a nap now, right? No, no, we are still running that marathon that's never ending at the pace of a sprint. But what we're finding now is now the expectation from not only the C-suite, from Wall Street, from our customers, the, the average person on the street is like up to here. Right, because they've seen what we can do thanks to technology. And if we don't keep delivering that, if we don't keep delivering that easy, I have a question, something's not working, I wanna get to someone so quickly, but you know what, I don't wanna necessarily call, I wanna chat because I'm on WhatsApp and that's what I wanna use. Or, you know, I wanna be able to show someone, if I'm on a call with someone, I wanna be able to show them the document we're collaborating on. I wanna have a video and know it's secure. All of those expectations, they're not going to go away because everyone took their mask off or got vaccinated, right? Those expectations for what happens with our day-to-day engagements, that's going to stay sky high. And I think that's what we need to start looking at because that's the experience economy. How we get there, interestingly enough, how we get closer to the customer, how we deliver those moments, how we get those engagements on point is actually directly tied to how we empower our employees to be able to deliver. You want people to be able to engage like people and to have those authentic moments. And the experience economy has to be wrapped in those moments of authenticity. And the only way we can ironically deliver authenticity is through that connectivity, is through those technologies that allow our people to seamlessly and easily be able to deliver on those moments, to deliver those moments of authentic, contextual, real, personal experiences. If you want to have staff that are reaching maximum productivity perspective, uh, potential, sorry, you've got to make them happy, really make them happy. Right. And this pandemic thing, what it's taught us is, wait a second, we can be just as productive with everyone, people sat on their couches with their favorite cushion, sat in their dining rooms, sat where they feel good about what it is that they, you know, that they need to do. They feel happy yeah. because they, their environment is, is propelling that. It's kind of, you know, if they feel the warmth of the sun sat at the kitchen table or if they've got a great view of the lake when they're sat, let's say they've got a great office space empowering people to work where they are, when they are, work the work from anywhere ethos has now elevated this huge potential to really drive changes in customer experience with empowered staff, ES uh, focus, with staff that are so much happier managing the balance of their lifestyles, these complicated lives that have become so much more demanding in this new world of work. And controversially, I don't buy into this whole you know, hybrid work model, back to work policy. We call it going forwards to work. And forwards right. to work means thinking about what environments do your staff feel happiest in? Because guess what? That's where you're going to get the most amazing results. And to your point is you're going to drive exceptional customer experiences, truly memorable for all the right reasons, actually. Who we mm-hmm. are are these ongoing organizations that need to have tools and systems in place so that we can organize around who we are doing things for. And that is at the core of the experience economy, right? We are no longer talking about what we are selling. We are talking Mm -hmm. about what 
people bought and that's never the product we sold, right? If you ask your customers, what did you buy from me that you couldn't have bought anywhere else? The answer is always going to be things like, well, I trust you or gosh, it was a great price or wow, I really loved the color. Right. That's nowhere on your brand portfolio. Right. Like that's a really yes. hard thing for a lot of us to totally. accept. But for yeah. our people, they're going to choose their own adventure on how to get to that value. And it's now our responsibility as executives to make sure that the road to adventure is fully paved. Right. No okay. potholes. And I think yes. that that's the beauty of the experience economy. Right. Is because the adventure is going to go every which way. The question and who's going to be out in front is who had the paving down best. And I think that through those technologies, that's going to be how they do it. Smooth road, because that kind of, in my mind, I'm thinking engaged, empowered. I'm thinking we've set the the, the road up for you, for you to succeed and, and apply that. What I like to describe is that discretional effort that makes that, you know, that, 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 that huge difference, right? If you're suffering impact, you're right. They're designing their own adventures, but I love and all of the energies you're using are fantastic. They really are uh, great to, to, uh, to reflect on it. And, and I think when it comes to the, the power of this evolved experience economy, the potential of this experience economy, we have more opportunity than we've ever had. We've had, we have more potential to, to improve the way we all work in real world terms, the way we get up each day and we do the thing that gives us some money to go and pay the mortgage and, you know, get, put the kids through <laughs> soccer club or whatever. We really can't tell what that next generation is because quite frankly, our customers are already there. Our employees are already envisioning it. What we really have to do is make sure that we're ready for every generation, right? Because you are now going to have this, like, let's just talk about age groups, right? We're going to have multi-generational workspaces where everyone's going to have a different comfort level. Everyone's going to have a different comfort level of engaging both as a customer and as an employee. It's about being ready for all of it. And I think for marketers, the really exciting part means it doesn't mean having to be everywhere and message everywhere. It just has to be ready to engage when your customer wants to. And when you start to see those signals of your customers going someplace, am I ready and willing to truly go there? Can I commit to going there so that every time my customer comes back, they know, they trust that I'm always going to be there for them. So I think that we're in an age where we have to be everywhere, but we're also in an age where that doesn't feel as daunting anymore. And that I think is the comfort for all of us, right? It doesn't feel so frenetic. It doesn't feel like, oh God, what co- what's going to come next? I think I'm, I'm seeing so many organizations and all the brands and all the clients that we work with at Constellation I'm seeing this new attitude. And if this is the thing that is next gen, I want more of it, right? I'm seeing the attitude of like, bring it, like bring it, let's do this, like, right? Like, let's go. And there's this excitement about what we can create, whether it's AI, whether it's quantum, whether it's these crazy ideas that are all over the place, let's go, let's go see it. And I think a lot of it comes back to exactly what you said, Simon, can I get out of the way so that my employees have the air, the room to come up with that next idea that is that next gen thing, right? Did I listen to my customers and could I hear them say what was Mm -hmm. next? 
because when we get out of the way and give that oxygen, oh, it just goes. I think that's what I'm seeing so much excitement about. And that's what I love about what's next gen. It's because next gen is that frenetic excitement. And that's what's going to push us all forward. This is the ambition. This is the next gen CMO. This is the way that we're evolving with marketers. It's not just about lead gen and funnel and all those kind of things. It really is about inspiring the world and tapping into the hugeness of the experience economy is all very natural to that to that ambition. And I think people like you and I, Liz, we are perhaps to your to your point earlier, which was, you know, a pretty strong one. You know, we we are kind of key to the whole revenue growth thing in many more ways than perhaps we've been perceived to be in the past. I would venture to guess about you, Simon. You wouldn't Mm. have taken the job unless you had growth as a mandate. If your your job was just, hey, Mm. stand up in front of everyone and give a PowerPoint, you fire up the ranks. Okay. No, your job is to grow, right? It's to grow. It's not just to grow a via, I would dare say. It's also to grow the market. And how do you do that, right? You grow the market so that a via can push in there. That's the role of the CMO. How do we grow and how do we orchestrate that? How do we plan it? But part of that orchestration, and I think it's so important what you said, and I think it's worth coming back to, part of being the growth driver is also being trusted. Right. It's being able to come with the data, with the with the proof, with the business language led plan and strategy for how are we going to capitalize on the experience economy? All the past conversations around experience failed because it was fuzzy. We've recently done an awful lot of work. To your point, precisely, it's brilliant around the composable enterprise. And what we're trying to do as part of our growth ambitions is find something that's going to excite the market, that's going to create a difference. It's going to, it's going to completely, again, to your point, change the market. That's where Avaya is targeting right now. We're not looking at sitting alongside our competitors and just doing the same things they do. What we do is we question everything. We challenge everything. We take all the great insights and the research and the knowledge from customers knowledge from our partners and all these kind of people that are key stakeholders in what we're trying to do, as well as our leadership team and our own staff, and fashioning what the future looks like and then inspires the world with it. That's the role of a CMO now, Liz. I'm I'm, I'm convinced you're... That, to me, is what we, as CMOs, need to be excited about. Otherwise, we're probably in the wrong job. Right, and I think Mm. that the other really exciting part about it for marketers is that the rest of the organization is seeing it. They're seeing the proof yes. that's in the pudding, right? Oh, wow. And, and they're yeah. coming. And, and you know the number one way I can spot that trend? More CMOs becoming CEOs, right? Wow. And that was something yeah. unheard of. When, you know, yeah. so I've been, I've been tracking kind of this world of the CMO, gosh, for the past 16 years now, when it really did start out as just the coloring department. But, you know, <laughs> over this time period, it would have been unheard of for me to say 10 years ago, you know, more CMOs are becoming CEOs because at the end of the day, when the economy is leaning into experience, the C-suite has to lean into the customer bit, right? Oh, yeah. it, that has to yeah. be the part that we lean into. And who is better suited than the chief marketing officer to mm. have guided the organization because they have leaned into the customer so yeah 
purposefully leaned into the customer. But the difference is we've leaned into the customer and we've translated the customer into the language of the business, right? You're talking to Avaya in the language of Avaya. And that's, but are you talking externally in that language? No, externally you're talking in the language of the customer. And that's who the CMOs become, right? The ultimate translator. We can talk to the customer, but we can also talk to the business. But we're speaking the language of the customer and translating it into the language of the business and not trying to do it the other way around. That was the old economy. Take the product, force the customer to understand what it is. Tell them how much they want to have it. Those days are gone, thankfully. If I might suggest missing one word in terms of what you just said, which was brilliant. Value. So the value... To the customer, the value to the business. What's in it for you guys, right? Yeah. Let me, let me, if you understand this value for these guys, this is what, what's in it for you. What's in it for you? What's in it for you? Marketing is playing this essential role. I've never been so involved in conversations where there's some wonderful work done. It's a great PowerPoint presentation. It's great media video, whatever it might be that, that everyone would normally in the traditional perhaps world go, well, this is great. Yeah, where we're sat there saying, whoa, 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 every sentence, what's the value? What's in it for them? How are we describing that value? How are they? How effortless is it to consume that value? And, and you know, we talked about so many things that are related, customer journeys, customer experience journeys, and how you map a journey, and all, how it's all about feelings and so on. But the feelings themselves can easily be described as the value in it for these particular, for, for people, because yeah. that's really, you know, we, we, we're all, human beings. And ultimately, we're looking for that happy moment. We're looking for that, wow, I feel good moment. That's what we mean. The experiences that that matter to people, the value that they see through them. So uh, it's been a fantastic chat for me. You are absolutely, you know, saying everything as I would, I would, I couldn't do a better job if I remotely as good a job as you've described (laughs) a lot of these things. But it's wonderful how it's connected with all of the thoughts that I've got mm-hmm. going on and the way we think about our bias. Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah, it has been. I've it's been blast. great, actually. <laughs> so um, I guess I'll just finish by saying, you know, thanks for coming along. Really appreciate okay. you joining me on this chat. And, and I'm, I'm absolutely convinced others are going to see the value and just listen to us chew the cut over this thing that they it's just a tiny thing called the huge booming experience <laughs> economy and get something out for themselves but for the moment i'll just say thank you and and bye for now liz oh thanks so much to both you and avaya for having me it's been amazing that is all the time we have for today I want to say thank you so much to Simon and Liz for joining us on today's show. You know, the pandemic has caused us to rethink our work and our lives. It's created a reset, and that's caused us to look at everything, including experience in the broadest sense, CX, EX, and more. Be sure to leave a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you happen to find your favorite podcast. This has been The Experience, presented by Avaya, with your host, Steve Forkham. Until next time.